Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. And today, I'm here with Mike and Jeff, and we are going to be reviewing UFC 286, Usman versus Edwards 3. So, we each gave our picks for this card. Mike had a good good card for sure. He went, he ended up going. I had a going, great verdict night too, boys. Four for yeah. five. Yeah, you had a great <laughs> night all around with the picks and the verdict. Mikey went 7-2. He missed on the NyQuil fight of the night, but there was a finish in the first round. It was Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barbarena. Uh, obviously, Gunnar Nelson, first round submitted Brian Barbarena. He I kind of anticipated that, too. I wasn't really yeah. sure how to go with that. Fair. Um, you missed on Juliana Miller, but you hit on Jake Hadley. You hit on Muhammad Makayev. Hit on Jack Shore. Hit on Marvin Vittori. Hit on Jennifer Maya. Hit on Gunnar Nelson. Missed on Fiziev and hit on Leon Edwards. So great performance there. Jeff went Thank five you. and four. He missed on the Hammy Sosa's lock of the night, which was yeah. Casey O'Neill. That was a tough loss. You missed on yeah. Juliana Miller, hit on Jake Hadley, hit on Muhammad Makayev, hit on Jack Shore, missed on Roman Delice, missed on Casey O'Neill, hit on Gunnar Nelson, uh, hit on Justin Gaethje, and missed on Kamaru Usman. So pretty solid performance. Yeah, it's been me. a it's been it's been a hard couple of weeks for the fucking lock of the night, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Cheeto coming up. Now is when oh. we lock in. I lock hate, in. I hate to see Jeff miss his lock, but I was very, very happy to see that my pick of Jennifer Maya was right. Yeah, very fair. Um, okay, I did. I had an awful, awful weekend. Um, I went three and six, and I, I just, I'm, I'm from now on, boys. I'm, I'm, I'm changing the way I'm doing things. You guys will see in the preview episode <laughs> coming out later this week. But I'm going to be changing how I make rebuild? my picks. Yeah, I got a rebuild because <laughs> I went three and six. My prelim pick of the night was Jake Hadley versus Malcolm Gordon. I'll stand by that. Um, missed on Juliana Miller, hit on Jake Hadley, missed on uh, Hafel Filo, although it was very fucking close. It was very close. Um, almost had that one in the bag. Hit on Jack Shore, missed on Roman Delice, missed on Casey O'Neill, hit on Gunnar Nelson, missed on Fiziev, and missed on Kamara Usman. Although you guys know I wanted Leon, but um, I did say I thought Kamara was going to win. So. Tough L there for me. That brings us to Mikey is 48 and 37 all time and four and five on Nyquil Fight of the Night picks. Jefferson, you're 55 and 33 all time and five and five on Hammy Sosa Lock of the Night picks. And I myself am 48 and 39 all time. So without further ado, I'm turning it over to Mikey for him to host the rest of the episode. Let's let's hear it from Mike. All right, let's dive into this card, boys. So first fight that we reviewed, and it was actually the first fight of the whole night as well, was Juliana Killer Miller coming in with a fucking stinker of a performance, boys. What Holy the fuck. hell was going on there? Veronica Hardy. Yeah, man. she made us look like fucking stooges, dude. <laughs> well, lie. I mean, she must have made every better in America look like stooges too, because I don't know. She's yeah, minus I mean, four hundred. What did like you guys that. think the the money? Like, I know there's a way to look it up. I'm not sure what website. It was what minus, do you think the money my, was though, that came in on Mercedes? Like ten percent, oh. maybe. I don't know, not a lot at all. Dude, but it had to have been less because I'm I'm pretty sure the topology was like ninety something. She was yeah, like a right. minus. Uh, yeah, Miller was like a uh, minus four or three hundred favorite. So I don't know. And that's a free pick. I know what what happened. Dan Hardy made Veronica Hardy better, man. I was just not, about to not, say, uh, not to take to you, away Max. You might have been completely right about that. I yeah, was I just, just picked the wrong fight. Actually. I picked the you wrong. Said fight. that too. I picked the wrong outcome, but I think, I think we were right in that. I mean, not not like we. She deserves a lot of props because it's not Dan Hardy that's doing all the physical, um, fucking workouts and all that shit. She obviously worked really hard, but 
I do think Dan Hardy and her sitting yeah, down she, and analyzing every fight. Breaking yeah. down the fights with Dan, he's like just crazy in there. Yeah, she's 100% right because, dude, she was one in fucking four. We talked about before this. <laughs> yeah. And she yeah. came in and looked like she could have been ranked this fight. I know. She I looked mean, awesome. She, she looked amazing everywhere. I, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. Like I told you guys earlier, I was painting a room, half listening, half like chiming in on my phone. And and the craziest part was, I think you guys probably saw this too. Fucking Bisping wouldn't shut the fuck up about Juliana Miller. I'm like, dude, she's getting her ass whooped. Yeah, like, she what was. Is, yeah. I don't know what was going on with Bisping, but uh, yeah, I mean, Macedo just looked good everywhere. She flat out dominated Juliana Miller. She looked like she was a veteran, even though she really is only slightly a veteran by the UFC tenure. And, I mean, I, I would anticipate she gets another big-name opponent after this. You got Molly Meatball and J.J. Alvarez both coming off losses. They're going to need an opponent soon. Whenever Molly comes back from injury, Macedo's got the Hardy name with Dan Hardy. She'll probably get a good matchup here soon. Uh, oh, Jeff, yeah. what else do you take away from this one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how bad is fucking the ultimate fighter now, dude? It's fucking... <laughs> Juliana Miller won it. I mean, dude, she looked terrible. Dude, I it's think it's a terrible performance. I had like an idea about it. I think she's usually so like disrespectful and trash talk so much that I think she respected Hardy. I, I know she like talked about respecting her, and I think she respected her too much and gave her too much like space. And I don't know. She just I she looks scared in there. She looked a little broken. I think it's very fights... Sorry, Max, she, but it's very uncharacteristic of Juliana Miller yeah. to fight like that style-wise. Yeah, that's why I think I think um, she needs to fight people that she's fucking like shit talking to. Because usually she's like in your grill, fucking yeah, talking shit. But today she looked like, or whenever the fight was, she looked pretty scared. Honestly, it was surprising. Yeah, yeah. She, she looked awful on the feet. Honestly, terrible. And yeah. even on the ground, she was. She never got the better of the fucking grappling exchanges. I, no, I think it was round was two. She had good. like, yeah, I think it was round two. She had like a couple smidgens of like, she was yeah, looked like she might have slithered down. into a submission. Yeah, but it yeah. was nothing. I didn't think anything serious of it. And it's really sad to say for Juliana Miller, boys, but I mean, even though she's only four and two, I think this loss sets her back a pretty good ways. Like, it was not an impressive loss. It wasn't necessarily to like say Veronica Macedo would have lost. All we would have been talking about is how she was on a layoff. She might even retire. The fact that she won made this loss a lot worse for Juliana Miller. I think she's going to really claw her way back to the top. For sure. All right. So next fight we're going to dive into was Jai Herbert taking on Ludovic Klein. I, I was severely, I think everyone watching was severely disappointed in the outcome of this fight, dude. Yep. Jai Herbert was the first. Uh, yeah, I think he was the first Brit to fight on this card. He got the hometown love. I mean, he looked good all the way throughout. Ludovic Klein always looks good, though. He always makes fights tough. and it, But he just gets that killer point deduction. Absolutely killer. And I thought that this was very rare, especially on this card. I thought the scoring was right with the point deduction because I had two rounds to one. You don't Herbert think it was on the hip? You I thought it was on the hip. hip Mike? Yeah, I thought it was on no, the no, hip. No, 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 no. I'm not saying no, I did think it was on the hip. I didn't think it was a good call. Uh, but I'm saying if you counted that as a point, which they did, I think the call was right. Like two rounds to one. Because I had two rounds, Herbert. 
I think one and three, and then I had two Klein. So deduct the one off the three would have made it a tie. Yeah. This was one of the rare tie scenarios I thought was actually pretty fair for a tie. Yeah, no doubt, but I don't – I'm not sure. I mean, I'm not sure if it was fucking this thing blabbering in my ear and fucking screaming, you don't pee out your fucking hip and freaking out. Oh, yeah. But fucking <laughs> – dude, yeah, that, that's got to kill. That's got to re- hurt to fucking – lose a fucking whole nother check just because you need someone in the hip and it got caught a nut shot it's got it oh poor jai yeah poor jai for sure and i I went back and watched this fight and i still don't i like i've seen it over and over again and it's totally the inside of his hip it looks like oh yeah but like jeff said bisping was screaming it the replay was clear as day and uh what what does anyone know what do they lose if they draw like, do they only get half of what they get if they yeah, win, or do they get nothing? Win and show. I mean, do and they just get you the don't show? Win. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Ugh. No way, no way. Dana's breaking the win check. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What are you new here? I got some issues with Dana White after this card. <laughs> so we, we'll t- get into that later. But yeah, that was that was a tough way to end that fight. Well, that being said, that he most likely only got the show price. Tough night in the office for Jai Herbert. So let's dive into a brighter spec on the card. Yeah. Jake Hadley, boys. Jake White Kong Hadley is here to stay. For breakfast. (laughs) He's here to fucking stay, boys. God damn. A liver shot to put Malcolm Gordon down? A liver punch, dude. dude. A liver punch. Not even a liver kick, ate him for breakfast. Yeah, a liver punch. Good good point, Max. A a liver fucking punch. Like, liver kicks are impressive, dude, but doing it with your fucking fist? Insane. (laughs) And, and you know, it was. I, I thought it was a great call out in the end for Hadley. I thought he had a really good point, too. He did in one minute and one second what it took Makai of three rounds to do. He I hates mean, Mikhaev, he's not wrong. Dude. They have yeah, beef. This, this goes back a while. This is a deep, deep seated beef back to when they first got signed. Yeah, I, I just, I love Jake Hadley, dude. He has a great swagger. He has a great, like, personality to be a fighter, and he delivers on all facets. Max, what do you think about Jake Hadley? His striking is absolutely elite right now i i mean you, you can't take away too much from this fight because it was a minute in but like the one thing you can take away is that that dude's striking just his accuracy his precision and his speed he's got it all and the power i mean it's i like i fucking love this dude as a contender for sure i mean i i want to see him tested a little bit more because i mean he's been tested already but i want to see him kind of step up his competition you know fight some real motherfuckers now not that those yeah. guys weren't not yeah, that I our boy Carlos wasn't a real motherfucker, but like, you know, some guys that cause Carlos hasn't been tested that deeply in the UFC yet either. So I want to see someone that's got some experience and like just a up in the uh, rankings a little bit for our boy, Jake. Dude, I couldn't agree more. And when's the last time, I mean, obviously the Moreno kick, when's the last time we've seen a body shot flyweight end? I don't know. Like a flyweight with fight a punch and a body shot. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I can't even remember when Jeff, what do you think about Jake? Yeah, I mean, I I hope we get the beef history when when he's a fucking champion. And I mean, I, I'm I'm still with the boy Makayev, even though he just had his fucking knee obliterated. But I'm still on him. So hopefully we get that beef history and a and a great fucking couple of fights out of them two in the future. But god damn, dude, I I'm I mean I was high on Hadley going into this one. Even though I 
for some reason said Gordon would have the fucking striking advantage. Probably because I'm a fucking stooge. But, dude, Hadley ate him up, dude. He fucking absolutely destroyed him. The way he got it done so quick fucking blew my mind. I was going like, to say, too, and on top of that, I think you guys would agree. I, I don't think this fight was going Gordon's way, even if it went longer. Yeah, no. And Gordon is not any slouch. Like we said, Makayev took him three rounds. He, I mean, he looked pretty bad in that fight against him a couple of times. Gordon got the better of him a couple of times in that fight. In fucking Hadley's just going out there and dirting him like that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, Hadley's here to stay. He's fucking here to stay, boys. So, harping off this Jai Herbert and Ludovic Klein disappointment, dude, another disappointment. We had Christian Leeward Duncan taking on Dusko Todorovic, and I really like Dusko, too. I was excited to see Duncan make his debut, but I really like Todorovic, dude. He just brings it when he fights. And to watch some guy go out the way he did, it was just like... Yeah. That was a sad blip in the card for me, boys. It was like everything started picking up after Hadley. Hadley's walking around like Conor fucking McGregor after his win. And then this had to happen. I mean, I love getting new blood in the middleweight with Christian Leroy Duncan. I just didn't want to see it go about this way. Yeah, it was so quick. I mean, for Mike hasn't fully explained it yet, but Dusko Todorovic, they basically, they're in this clinch and Christian Leroy Duncan goes to kind of take them down when they're clinching and Todorovic just blows his knee out um, very quickly in round one. So we did We literally saw nothing. I mean, there's nothing to give other than it. That's such a shitty injury to see happen live. And uh, yeah, I mean, see happen anytime. But yeah, so hopefully prayers up for Dusko. Ho- hopefully he uh, heals in his back quickly. But really no takeaways. Like you said, we got kind of robbed of a fight there. I know. And did anyone get what exactly happened? I, I didn't. Uh, I watched see it yet. through and I, like there's just not a camera angle to see like kind of it moves a little bit. But yeah, I just couldn't really figure out what exactly happened. But you could tell it was bad. Like, did oh, they no. announce so, the injury? They something in the knee. So something bad is <laughs> something yeah. not good. Yeah. If you blow your knee or shoulder out, it's never good. Speaking <laughs> it's of knees, never the, good at all. For real. And speaking of knees, the next one, Muhammad Makayev. Yeah, Muhammad Makaya versus Jafel Filo. Oh man, bro. How the like yeah. how in the fuck? Like, I know obviously that means nothing to, in comparison, but how the hell does Tudorovic told Dusko get hurt in his fight and Makaya walking around? Makayev, for those of you guys that didn't see it, Makayev's knee is in this knee bar bending backwards. He doesn't t- tap. He eventually gets out of it, transitions, yeah, and then submits Filo. Flamingo's knee. Dog. Oh my god! Did you see inside out? Yeah, for real. Left and right, dude. Did you see? Um, did you see the, the picture of his knee after? And it was double oh the size. Oh my of his... god, dude! Look like a yeah, bowling ball. Awful. Yeah, not good. It, it just goes to show what we were talking about. I think we all three kind of agreed on this too. He really is not an invincible prospect by any no. means. Like and he just he's he probably just hurt Max. his potential. He probably sorry to cut you off. He probably just hurt his potential a little bit. He. If you fuck that, that's like one of those career altering knee injury like that. He should have tapped. I mean, I'm sorry. I know he got the win, but to me, one loss isn't the amount of money you could lose. I mean, you can lose right there and be fine. I, I This one, I know the win is looking really good, but I think he kind of capped his career. Potentially, he could have potentially capped his career nah. if he fucked his knees up like that. I, I mean, 
I, I see the argument for, yeah, he fucked his knee up, but... It could be fine. It could have, be... He shouldn't have tapped because he didn't tap, and he got yeah. the win. No, yeah, I, I mean, understand that, and... and it, you, can't, it, you can't really say he should have tapped when he fucking... When yeah, he got the win. He went through the damage. I'm what I'm saying. I'm not saying he should have done anything. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, if you're looking at it like statistic, statistically speaking, he probably would have had a better chance, or he would have been safer tapping. Let's put it that way. He could have really fucking capped his career, but he probably is fine. Like if his knee's not significantly injured and it and it's fine throughout his career, he'll be fine. But <laughs> he kind of dodged a bullet, I guess. And, and again, this fight leaves a lot of question marks. Once again, yeah. boys, like he is not. He's not Jack Della Maddalena. He's not this fucking, I wouldn't even say like Jake Hadley, you could say like he's not one of these prospects who comes in and just rolls people left and right. Like he still has a lot of question marks under his resume. I think even before this, a lot of the, I think two of the judges had Fila winning round two. So potentially, yeah. so say Mikhaev rolls out of that fucking knee bar and doesn't immediately choke out Filo. And he, you know, he doesn't make the best around three. He might lose this by decision. Like, he's not the most invincible prospect we've ever seen. Granted, he's only 22 years old, and he's still winning. You can't take anything away from a four-fight UFC win streak. And maybe he can become a champ in the future. I just, I don't see that right now. Like, if I'm him, I'm not running to accept Jake Hadley's. I'm, I mean, obviously, he's not because his knee anyways. <laughs> but I'm not running to accept Jake Hadley's offer to fight if I'm him. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't touch that offer. I would not offer it yet. I would wait until they're both bigger. I, I think you can get a little bit more um, momentum under both of these guys and make it like a real real big fight, you know? Right. And we're just looking at it as fans. Like, I'm sure he feels great about getting another UFC win, overcoming yeah. adversity, which he does have a good tendency to do. But just from my point of view, like, he still has a lot of holes in this game for me. And especially yeah, I, if he does have... Really I'm not really sold on him having really holes. I mean, sure he get, sure he takes some to give some, but, but I mean, he always gets the finish. He's he's kind of got that that like Piero in him, where he's like he's just a late fight fighter. There's this weird kind of fighter where they just fucking they have to fucking make it to that final fucking switch where. He's fucking putting the fours up, and you're still fucking gassing and dying, and that's when he fucking shows brightest. I feel like he m might have, he might just be one of them fighters, and he's got a long. I mean, I'm sure it can't be the longest of careers if you're fighting these battles. If at you, if you're gonna win, and also, so, I mean, these aren't. I mean, these guys are good, but. Like, Rafael Filo, that was his UFC debut. And then Malcolm and Gordon. It but it also doesn't help that he's super... I mean, it doesn't uh, hurt that he's super young. So, I mean... Yeah. He's going to be here for a while, no matter injuries or not. But he's going the distance, or he's, he's like, nearly losing sometimes or not being able to finish guys that are... I mean, like, Charles Johnson and Malcolm Gordon are, are solid fighters for sure, but they're not that next... Like level of yeah, guy. but nearly losing, they aren't losing. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you're going the distance and nearly losing to guys that are at a certain I, level of I, competition, I think he's just a late. I think he's just a late fight fighter. Yeah. He's not. I'm just saying. I mean, like we don't have the answer yet because he's not like it's not the future. But I'm just saying there is potential where it's like, if he could just be one of those guys where if he hits a 
a topper echelon of contenders, it gets a little more difficult for him. But he yeah, also I, could just be a late bloomer, like you said, Jeff. I'll be very interested to see him take on someone in the top ten and see how that goes. Like, say like Manel Cap, for example. Yeah. Like he pours it on. He really isn't much with the takedowns and he pours it on and specifically pours it on early and finishes fights. I'll be really interested to see how Makaev can react to that. Yeah, if they if their timeline's the same, because uh Manel is fighting next week or yeah, like this upcoming fight night. Yeah, yeah. Um they're on the same timeline. I, given Makaev's knee and how this fight goes for Cap, but if I would like to see that fight happen next, that's actually a good fight. Yeah, I could not agree more. Boys, let's dive into this next one. Ganel Asmus taking on Sam Patterson. What the fucking David versus Goliath fucking shit was this? Did you guys see these two guys matched up next to each other? Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Dude, Not Sam- only that, did you guys see the fucking clinch work Sam Patterson put on Mark Goddard? Dude. Yeah. Holy Dude, moly. So and his coaches, fun. too. Everybody. Dude, that was scary. That was I've never seen it go on that long. Usually it's like a couple seconds and then they're they're back again. But dude, this time he it was like they kept cutting away and then cutting back and he was still fighting the guys. It was I, pretty I think I read online it was like 90 seconds. Yeah, it was a long time of him being very confused. Uh for yeah. those of you that are wondering what we're talking about, Sam Patterson got brutally knocked out by Yanal Eshmutz, and um then he wakes up and like starts attacking, not attacking, but like clinching and trying to spar with um his coaches and mark goddard the referee and it took a a, like mike you said about 90 seconds for him to like come to which usually is that's a lot longer than it usually takes yeah this was just an awesome fight to watch dude i mean because like you have sam patterson coming in at six three with a i think he has 78 inch reach you had ash moots coming in at five foot nine with like a 68 inch reach it literally looked like david versus goliath and then you have all this hype around Sam Patterson coming in, at, I think, like, minus 275. He came off the contender series, which holds a lot of weight for people because of his tie to the UFC. And Ash Moots is coming from PFL, where he didn't even challenge for the championship. He just was in the challenger series. So, like, comparing those two, like, there's nothing on, like, a tail of the tape that would tell you, you know, Ash Moots would win that. Like, nothing. I don't think there's anything at all. <laughs> yeah. And somehow, you know, Ashmoots closes the gap and throws this bomb, and Patterson hits the ground, and he just beats Patterson's head off the fucking canvas it for was like intense. 30 seconds, dude. It was like a cartoon. I've never seen some shit like that. I mean, what a way to make your debut. What a crowd to do it in front of. I am so excited. He said he wants to fight in three months because he really didn't take any damage. I'm marking my calendar. I'm so excited to watch Ashmoots fights again. Maximus. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't you mark agree your more. calendar. Yep. I you t- I have nothing more to say to that. That was perfectly done, Mike. Jefferson, what do you think about you now? Yeah, I'm definitely a fucking ass boots guy. Dude, give me <laughs> like you said, he fucking beat that man into a pulp. And he was just so much bigger than him, he it literally looked like a cartoon. Dude, it was it was literally insane to watch. Like, I, if you haven't watched it and you're listening, I recommend at least just going to watch them walk up to each other. It looks like some shit out of like when Rocky fought Drago. Yeah, fucking some shit out of Pride. It oh yeah, just, yeah. It was <laughs> yeah, no weight class shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck. And, and another uh, feel good story coming up next, boys. Chris Duncan taking on Omar Morales. Chris Duncan edges out a decision win. 
that was a split decision. I mean, what's there more to say about Chris Duncan? Whether whatever you whatever you picked with this fight, whatever which way you leaned, what is there not to like about Chris Duncan, dude? The guy said he was working a full time job before this fight. He lets go of his full time job to start training with American Top Team, and he gets and he makes this his full time career and gets his debut win. It was just. He looked good all around. I liked leaning him. It was probably because I'm partial to his personality. I just like him as a person. But one thing I really wanted to note about this fight, and this is where the fucking camaraderie and bullshit all started. Two judges had this fight, 29-28 Duncan. Paul Sutherland has it, 30-27 Morales. How in the fuck <laughs> did one of the judges go polar, not only polar opposite on the pick, which is fine. I get it because 29-28. He somehow said Morales won the whole fight. I mean, I have no clue what's up with that guy. I don't have any idea how he's allowed to judge fights. This is the same guy. I was going to bring it up again. We were texting about it. Who gave Vittori the 30-27. Same as that guy. <laughs> Insane. Insane. So, I don't get it. Where are they picking these judges from? I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Like, I feel like this is a reoccurring thing we talk about week in and week out, and it's just insane. I mean... It's hurting the sport, I think. it's It really is, like... People are starting to call into question the legitimacy of it sometimes. Yeah, I saw a lot of MMA Twitter was like, yeah, calling if fights were fixed or they were fixed for betting or fixed for whatever. I know. It's some bullshit. But yeah, this was a pretty good fight. I mean, nothing. Not I, I like the story as well Um, for Chris Duncan. I mean, how can you not? It's just fucking heartwarming. So good win for him, for sure. Can we go to this Jack Shore fight, Mike? Because I'm so excited to talk about Jack Shore. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dude, the first, like, three minutes, you guys can't tell me you weren't thinking the same thing. Like, holy shit, Jack Shore went up to a weight division and we're watching his demise again. I yeah. thought the same thing. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I, I, was like, was <laughs> I was like, there's no way. Because I really like Jack Shore, too. I was like, there's no fucking way. Dude, maybe he just lost it. But, I mean, did he answer in a fucking awesome way? I'm so glad to see him look back like his old self. And he's at a division higher. It seemed to me like he might have been a little more comfortable with his body. He had another really great story coming into this. He almost didn't take the fight because his dad just went through chemotherapy. So he comes in, still gets the win. And I just think Jack Shore, he has a great ability to use his wrestling and striking disadvantage. He mixes it up very well. I don't think he's going to have a problem getting into the ranked mix of featherweight. He took a bad loss to Simone, but... I don't think that's going to hold much weight in the long run. I think he'll be top 15 before we know it. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I'm I'm still big on the guy, Dak Shore. I mean, it got a little scary there, a little dicey, not going to lie. But, I mean, the way he finished it was just absolutely phenomenal. What more can you ask for? Yeah, you can't ask for much more. Max, give us your exciting take. No, I mean, not really any exciting take. I I just fucking love this dude. I want to talk about him. Just, I mean, I think he's a real legitimate contender. I listened to an interview with, with him and Ariel Hawani on the MMA Hour today. So that's why I was excited to talk about him. Just like listening to him talk, I became a bigger fan for sure. I mean, um, he said that he's going to stay at this weight class and that he felt better than he ever did on fight week because he, he didn't have it. to. Yeah, and he didn't have to cut weight and he just seemed like he was in better spirits and everything. And then um, just that moment in the side, like in between rounds one and two, where his dad like is screaming at him saying like, we fucking trained uh, head kicks and you haven't thrown one. And then start around two, he goes out there, he throws that head kick and then is able to take uh, 
Alkwani down and Amir Khani rather down and uh, submit him. So I just love this story. I love this dude. I love the guys like him and Jake Hadley and Ian Gary and Davy Grant, like all those just, I don't know, you're uh, what's it called? British and UK. I forget what British and UK are because it's very confusing. Um, like, but yeah, those guys from those I don't islands. I know what that bullshit is. Either. Yeah, those guys from <laughs> the fucking islands over there are good. You know what I'm trying to say? Dude, I just found out recently that I, like of all the fucking world history bullshit I take, I took AP world history and I just found out Ireland was an island. So I'm as lost as you guys are. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Ireland, Wales, Northern Ireland, England, Scotland. And Scotland, and some other Britain maybe, and I don't know. It's confusing. And and uh, let's be fair to Jack Shore, dude. He took a bad loss to Ricky Smith, but before that, he was a contender at the Bantamweight. So yeah. I don't see why he can't be a contender in featherweight. He was already a pretty big Bantamweight, so I can't imagine it's really a hard transition. And, like, you're looking forward, right? You have Alex Caceres, a.k.a. Bruce, Bruce Leroy, coming in at number 15. Edson Barboza, Danny Ige, Sadiq Yusuf. That's 15 to 12. Why can't he beat one of them guys? I don't see why not. Yeah. Let's go to this uh, Vittori fight. I'm excited oh, to talk yeah, about this, this one. Yeah, this can is I, Can I start with one. this one? Can I start? Of course. Dude, Delidze, I had such high hopes for this guy, and I honestly think he went into that fight and had and kind of shit the bed, in my opinion. I know Vittori looked awesome, but Delidze's output was pretty um, lackluster, in my opinion. Like I was sitting there watching him, and he just was not throwing nearly as much as I thought. He was... He, I think he respected uh, Vittori's power too much and did not put himself in position to outpoint him. And I just never thought, I just felt like uh, Delice never really got it going. And he just seemed like he was stuck on this second gear and couldn't kick it up into third. And um, I don't know, I was pretty disappointed with his performance because I thought this was pretty close to a lock for me. Um, maybe I, you know, should have been smarter about Vittori. But to me, like this was all on Delice's performance. I didn't think he had a good one at all. What did you guys think? Jeff, I wanted to hear what you think because I I know you had strong feelings. (laughs) This was such a weird fight. Like, this is reminds me of a meme where they're like, this is the video ever, and it's just a blank. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, this is is the fight ever, dude. Like, it could be the greatest, the worst. It's whatever you fucking say it is, dude. This shit was so weird. It was weird. I don't know really how to call this fight. And how to even say who won so i i kind of want to be mad at the decision and want to say that the lead say should have won i don't but think he should have didn't switch up his fucking strikes at all he I know. threw like the same right the whole fight uh it, it was just so it was felt like a fever dream and i mean i was fucking sick at the time so that's fair <laughs> it might no, have been i wasn't sick and i felt like it was a fever dream too and it just felt like it was such low output from Delice and for every one strike that he threw, Vittori was able to throw four or five before between his one strike so at a time. So Especially I don't know. There was some so low on the main card too, it just felt even more weird. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it was a strange one. I I think Vittori won though. I, I I liked the decision that he won. I he just like Max said, the output was way better. The lead say look frozen in stone at times. I, I think Vittori's legitimate, dude. I know I know that's not breaking news or anything. I just wanted to ask you guys what you thought about him calling out Pereira and saying he could possibly give Pereira a little trouble because he can mix in his rap, wrestling and striking. Do you guys think that's accurate? 
I mean, I want to see Pereira against the Grapplers, so in I mean, Vittori's about the best that division has to offer, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, that's not the fight I'm most looking forward to watching, but like I think there's better there's guys out there that'd rather see him fight, but I do think Vittori could give Pereira trouble for sure. Yeah, I didn't think he was super far off with that claim at all. I thought that was pretty fair of him to say. The, the claim's say, fair. I just I just wouldn't. That's not like the well, fight they I, should make. I, I don't know if it's fair or that we just haven't seen it yet. We haven't True. seen him against a real grappler yet. And yeah, I feel like even even Vittori's going to have trouble against Pereira. I I don't think it's going to be going to be much of a fight. Honestly, I think he's just going to struggle to take him down and. Whenever it is on the feet, Pereira is going to fucking kill him. Well, we yeah, and we watched what Vittori does on the feet when he can't, when he has no option but the feet. Dude, Whitaker beat the fucking brakes off Vittori. True. I mean, yeah, it wasn't I, necessarily close. I want to see Bobby Knuckles versus Pereira before I want to see Vittori versus Pereira. Yeah, couldn't agree more with that. Let's jump into this women's flyweight battle because I am pumped that I'm the only one who got this right. I'm so fu- I was so excited when I was watching this dude because fucking King Casey, her fucking personality really fucking sucks sometimes. I mean, like just to be completely <laughs> frank, I like her as a fighter. She has a good fighting personality, I guess. I don't think someone I'd want to necessarily be friends with though. One bit. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. No, I don't know much about her personality. Um, fighting wise, I mean. This was a tough, cha- tough. Um, what's it called? Test with Jennifer Maya, but I mean, Jennifer Maya looked fucking sharp, and Casey O'Neill just was like a couple steps too slow, and that's the worst thing you can be in a fight. It's just one of those yeah. she couldn't match her. Yeah, Jennifer Maya. I I was like, dude, she must have been paying attention to that fucking Anderson Silva Hall of Fame commercial thing that we were watching, dude, because that's who she looked like. She looked unhittable at to- at moments during the fight. She literally looked unhittable. She looked like how. I think we all guess normally how a seasoned vet is going to do against a younger fighter like Casey O'Neill. Not that I they always do. Myself shadow, shadow boxing. That's how I feel I look like. <laughs> like Neo from the Matrix? Yeah, whenever I'm fucking sitting up at 3 a.m. after a fucking UFC card. Dude, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she just looked great. Her boxing prowess was just insane. She couldn't get hit. Her counters were ridiculous. I mean, Casey gave a good little run the last, like, minute of the fight, but it wasn't near enough to even make this close in my book. And this was another fight, dude. I was just mentioning another women's fight earlier. Bisping would not shut the fuck up about Casey O'Neill. It was annoying me so bad for some reason. I'm like, dude, she's she's losing. She's flat out losing, like, 30-27, losing this fight. And he just keeps going on and on. A lot of people are not happy with Bisping this week, which, I mean, yeah, the Ga- the Gaethje wasn't happy with him. I usually yeah. love Bisping as a commentator, too. He was not good this past week at all. Dude, it was like middle of the round three. He's like, she's not losing by a landslide. I'm like, what the fuck is he watching? <laughs> what do you mean she's not losing by a landslide? I think she's they just have to cover their ass. I feel like he has to cover his ass now because you never know with these fucking judges. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Uh, yeah, we, I, we've seen the fucking we've seen the announcers be quite off with the judges a couple times in the past few few weeks, and that just that's just not a good look. 
Yeah, I yeah, this was just Bisping was all over the place. Like you said, maybe he needs to cover his tracks. And Jennifer Maya was all over the place, dude. This was this was a blowout for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, this was fucking absolutely disappointing. I mean, Casey, like like Max said, she looked a, two steps behind and fucking way too sloppy, dude. Every takedown attempt was sloppy. Every I feel like every time she threw, it was sloppy. It not a good fight by Casey O'Neill. I mean, Maya literally just teased her up and gave her a signature fucking decision victory. Yeah, I'll do for better. Sure. I promise. I promise I'll do better. The lock is going to be better. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Max, locking you... in. This is the ass whooping. This is the punch in the fucking mouth. I need it. I will lock in. The hammy social locking night. Is not fucking losing this upcoming week. Max, what do you think about uh, King Casey? Yeah, like I said, I mean, this was a tough ask for her to get the win here, but I mean, um, yeah, he or she just had a fucking tough performance. I mean, I thought she looked all right, but like, like we talked about, um, Maya was just you know a half step faster and probably just more in it at the moment i mean when you're coming back you're gonna come you're gonna look a little slow unless you're like out of this world so um we kind of expect i guess we didn't really expect it because i picked her to win and i thought she was gonna come back um looking just like her old self and i think she can get there but she just was not there uh that night yeah yeah that's definitely not to say she won't be back in the mix but yeah. yeah that night she was not and it really goes to show you guys i like how jeff mentioned that she was being sloppy sure it goes to show you guys how much fucking tv really changed their opinion because I'm watching Embedded. I was watching it Friday night. And I'm really like, I was thinking about changing my pick. I'm like, fuck, dude. Casey O'Neill looked good wrestling her coach. Like, she looks super sharp. Like, she was just taking him down at will. I know it's just like sparring, but she looked great. And then, like Jeff said, she goes in and just looks sloppy as all hell in the real fight. Really goes yeah. to show you how much shit can really sway your opinion. Yeah. Boys, 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 boys. I was so I really am a huge Brian Barberina fan. I just I like his personality. I like the way he fights. But I could not have been happier for Gunny Nelson, dude. I think we all anticipated I think literally all of us on verdict, if you picked Gunnar Nelson, it was either a round one or two submission victory. Like this is how you anticipated he was gonna win. He looked great, dude. His transitions, he still looks like he's in his twenties. His transitions are just so seamless mm. when he grapples. Like He's like a snake, dude. If he wants to get you, he's going to fucking get you if it's on the ground. I'd like to see Gunny Nelson back. Brian Barberina, I hate to see take a loss, but someone's got to lose out of these two guys, so it is what it is. Max, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, um, Gunnar Nelson, he's so good, and then he just kind of gets to those upper echelon of guys, and he kind of always falls apart up there, but you can see like his jiu-jitsu is just out of this world, and He's just such a pro. I mean, not that Barbarina isn't a veteran, but I mean, Gunnar Nelson just kind of picked him apart, got right to his spot, and just finished the fight like he probably had envisioned a billion times leading up to it. Um, he's got like a great like face and story for fighting, I think. And like, I mean, being from Iceland, that's cool as fuck. Um, yeah, I just wish he was more successful against like those upper tier of guys because he's starting to get a little bit older. And I don't know if he'll be a champion. I don't think he will be, but I like watching him fight still. 
Yeah, and I was disappointed to hear it was either Bisping or DC. One of them had mentioned that he said he doesn't really love it anymore, and I was really disappointed yeah. to hear that. It's tough. Jeff, what do you think about Gunny? Yeah, I mean, this was a great performance by fucking Gunner Nelson. I mean, we hit the nail on the head, not going to lie, boys. I think everyone and their fucking mom saw this one coming. And, I mean, shout out to him. Gunner Nelson just, he fucking, he had a great performance coming in on short notice as well. I mean, not much more you can say. No, and I like Barbarina, and I'm still excited to see more Barbarina fights in the future. But his fucking takedown defense, we mentioned it before this, it's just his demise, dude. He, I mean, I, I don't think it, it's, it, it, I don't want to say you're trying to teach an old dog new tricks, but I don't think it's going to get solved either at this point. Yeah. No, he, just, he just needs to take fights with strikers where he can brawl, get a fight of the night bonus, feed his family. That's what I want to see out of Barbarina here in the future. True, get some money. Yeah. All right, now we're going to dive into the co-main. Really good fight. I don't know if it's going to be the fight of the year by the end of the year. Maybe. I don't know if it lived up to that hype, but it was a great fight, dude. We had Justin Gaethje taking on Rafael Fiziev. I mean, what was not to love about this fight and these two guys? They both put it on the line. I think just as we all anticipated, Fiziev looked a lot quicker, peppered him up, but Justin came in the end with those fucking bombs, too, like he always does. If... If Justin can weather your storm, you're in for it late in the fight. I and mean, he's just a fucking dog, dude. What's not to like about that goddamn guy? He's a fan favorite. He backflips after he wins. He gives it to you in round two or three when it really matters the most. I mean, Fiziev in the beginning, his speed seemed like it was going to be way too much. I think all three of us probably after round one were like, ooh, no. Gaethje's looking like he might be at his last, his wit's end for in terms of like UFC fighting real competitors and he just proved us all wrong. Jeff, tell us what you were thinking. Yeah, I mean, I hit the nail on the head again. <laughs> These are back-to-back fights, man. I mean, I I can't say I didn't see this one coming. I knew it was going to be an absolute war. I had a feeling that Gacy was just going to get a little bit better, better shots off, which he completely did, but... Man, I could have seen this one going either way. That round two is really fucking scary, but God, it felt good to get this one right because going into it, I was like, man, there, there's really no way this is going, going to see, see distance. I'm going to sound like a <laughs> big fat fucking dude, but I was proven right. This isn't one of them that I was like, yeah, man, finally, it fucking, it worked out. Thank God. And I, I mean, we got a great war out of it. I mean, not, not much more you can bring ask for out of a fight, but Fazeev's tank gas tank kind of worries me a little bit. Not going to lie. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure how he'll do in, like, really, like, five-round fights especially. Yeah, yeah I, I think maybe it's just because he's so active on his feet. I'm not sure why that is either. I don't know, but yeah, that was the big takeaway for me was that uh, Fazeev gassed out a little bit there, and I think if that fight went right, found went five rounds, I think Gaethje would have gotten the win there. Um, I mean, he already did get the win, but I think he would have finished him. He would have gotten the finish. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I mean, Gaethje didn't even look like he was in a fight. (laughs) You see him afterwards. Yeah, the way he can wear fucking punches is nuts. (laughs) 
Yeah, this sound. This was a great fight. If you want to hear, uh, like contact, there was like they were fucking grunting and throwing shots that you, you could hear a lot of. Usually, you can't really hear a bunch. This one was like both those guys, their kicks and their punches are so loud. Um, they throw with everything. So it was a great fight to watch. Honestly, I really enjoyed watching it, and I thought Gaethje deserved the win. I know some people have Fazeev winning. I I didn't see it that way, but I'm not. I wouldn't be like, I wouldn't have been devastated if they gave him the win either. But I thought Gaethje won it for sure. Yeah, I, I was cool with the decision either way. I was just happy yeah. with the outcome of the fight. The only reason I really, really wanted Fazeev to win, I just wanted a new guy, like three, two, somewhere yeah. around there. Because well, I don't know how Gaethje, Gaethje fares against Islam. Maybe he goes back to his wrestling ways and he can fucking put up a good fight with Islam. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, and this was another one of those. This was a pretty depressing post-fight speech. He said he doesn't have much left in the tank and he's going to go and make one last final uh push for the title but other than that like he's gonna be out so like next loss could be a retirement from him realistically if he thinks his uh pursuits over over i know and it's disappointing too because the timeline's probably going to work out where if Darius wins i imagine he gets the title shot say gaethje gets another fight in between then yeah that could be it for him before he it even sucks. gets a title shot it does suck yeah but uh let's go to the speaking of another set kind of weird outcome that like is a little interesting to see what happened. Let's talk about this Leon versus Usman. Can, can I say something real quick? Go ahead. What the fuck is with some of these UFC fighters and having this horrible tendency of just destroying their walkout, dude? Like, yeah, Leon, like, like you mentioned on the episode when he did the head kick, like people were calling in crying. You could see it in the crowd how much they love Leon, dude. Like they were just, they were on another level at that point. He was walking out. He could have played anything other than the f- I get it. it's like a probably a personal song to him he gets hyped up to he plays Sweet Caroline House of the Rising Sun Come Together I mean some song by a British band where the whole fucking stadium sings and they blow the roof off that motherfucker like who's planning these walkouts I don't know I thought the same what? exact thing it, it was like so depressing dude it was so fucking depressing to me do you think part of it was the camera the way the, the camera didn't really like catch the crowd at the right way i don't know i thought the the camera work too made it so we it felt like we missed his walkout even though we were watching it the whole time yeah the camera was dog shit the way leon walked out was dog shit the song was dog shit everything from start to finish when i <laughs> heard his name called was dog shit but every other part of the of that fight was um very hype not gonna lie yeah i thought you so. guys tell me what you think i don't know you guys not sold on Rocky Edwards? There's all no, no, I love Rocky, dude. I I was cool Rocky with this Edwards? fight. I thought the walkout was. I thought the walkout was like. I thought it was more of the camera work, and I just assumed that, um, like we missed because I'm I'm sure it was hype in there. I just think it was the way that the cameras were cutting it on TV. But I was hype for the fight itself yeah, and I mean, the outcome. I love Rocky. Here. He's playing Jamaican music, and there's a bunch of fucking stupid white Brits around. Yeah, there. Exactly. that's, well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Though. It was like. like it wouldn't have mattered. Like, why? I just don't understand why him and his team couldn't have picked like a British rock band, dude. That would have been I like mean, the best walkout ever. True, but that's all not time. Rocky Edwards. Yeah, that's not Rocky Edwards. No, that's what I was saying. I get that song he picked was probably personal to him, but it's like, oh man, can you imagine the? I just imagine a personal song to you or hearing a whole crowd, whole crowd sing and fucking 
give you high fives on the way out, it's got to be a way better yeah, feeling. I, I mean, say. it's hard. It's hard to fucking get that perfect fucking in between spot because it is. Yeah. I mean, you got to feel something with your own walkout. Yes, you yeah, do. You, you don't want to change your uh, routine on your first title defense, too. Well, let's dive a little more into the fight, anyways. What the like? What do you guys think? What do you guys think of the trilogy? I thought it was yeah. a good fight. I really yeah, enjoyed I'm, it. I'm I'm completely sold on Leon now. Me too. I'm. I mean, this is the Leon era, at least until Hamza or whoever gets a shot. Shavkat, maybe. Colby, it's going to be Colby, which is fucking bullshit. No, I I don't think so. I mean, Leon's got to sign off for the fight. Eri yeah, said yeah. he's not. I, I don't think it's going to be Colby. Nor should at he. Least, at least I'm fucking no. praying to my lucky stars, fucking the gods, the jaws, and the fucking allies to fucking <laughs> that Colby doesn't get the fucking <laughs> next title <laughs> shot. But, dude, I don't know. He might end up getting it the way that Tana's talking. He doesn't deserve it. It should be. It should either be like Bilal, right, or um, no, the winner want... of Gilbert Jorge. Okay. Honestly, I hate Bilal, so he can fuck off. <laughs> but yeah. I want, I, I, I mean, he deserves it. He's the one person who deserves it less than Colby. But if he gets to win over Gilbert, he will deserve it. And well, the storyline. I, I kind of want Jorge. Yeah, I want Jorge for the money fight, the story, everything. Yeah, Jorge doesn't deserve it, but he has the story. So he's going to, that's why I would like to see that one the most. Um, behind that, I mean, Bilal or Gilbert, I'm fine with either, but not Colby, dude. Colby's the one I don't want to, he doesn't fucking deserve, he deserves it the least. I don't want to see yeah, him. I, I fucking hate I Colby mean, Covington too. So, and, and even fucking... if you just don't hate him, dude, you just, no one in real life, like I try to equate stuff to real life a lot. No one in real life likes someone who gets paid off to do nothing. Like, yeah. You don't like your coworker who's lazy. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know who should fight fucking Colby and Bilal in a three-round fucking snooze? That's what I want to see. So we don't have to watch it for a whole five rounds. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Right, it can be right under Leon's first title defense. And it's like, Dude, I don't, don't give a fuck who loses. This is awesome. Don't forget yep. the Bilal and, and, and put up a good performance last fight. We'll, we'll put up a little, little number one contendership for that. There yeah. you go, fucking Colby. You happy? And, I mean, well, Ariel Hawani mentioned this. Like, that completely makes the Jorge versus Burns fight less... Uh, important now. They just basically were like, "Yeah, this fight doesn't fucking matter. It's going to Colby." That's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, well, I I think they're going going to start going back on that one. Yeah, once hopefully that fight gets closer. They got to get a fucking barn burner in there though. If that fight, no a matter what, mess, they 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 always they always make sure the next fight's a fucking number one contender fight, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I I would love nothing more than to see Gilbert get in that mix, dude. I think that'd be an awesome fucking title fight, and I love. I, I agree. I this fight, this specific fight for me was not the best fight I've ever seen or anything. I wasn't really all that really impressed with it. But I agree with Jeff that I am sold on Leon now, dude, because he too. showed us what we weren't sure about. His takedown defense looked <clears throat> fantastic, start to finish. Not it even looked fucking great. And not even to mention the confidence that this dude has. He came in and you could you just he he looked like a frustrated guy who was just kind of um. I don't know, just was down on himself he and wasn't like confident. He's been doubted his whole. Yeah, because he, he like has a been. And then he finally fucking doubted. And yeah, the and calmness, he... dude, and the calmness was just yeah. like eerily like crazy. And then he finally gets his win, and I mean, he just handles himself like a fucking champion. He's completely changed. That nothing 
was cooler than when uh, Kamara went and got in his face and he just held, holds up the gun to his head. That was fucking so sick, dude. Um, yeah, like this is just a new Leon Edwards, and I'm all here for it. I'm I'm bought in for sure as well. I fucking love uh, Leon Edwards. I, I'm so ecstatic too that the welterweight's finally going to get something new. Yeah, like to me, like now you look at the contenders. I mean, everyone can fight for the title now. I know. You didn't think that when Kamara was champ. Like, why can't Bilal fight for the title? Why can't Gilbert? Why can't Shavkat? Like, why can't why can't Jorge? Why can't hey, Della Madalena mean, in two years? We just gave like, out everyone. Fucking, fucking list of reasons, but why can't Kobe? Literally now. I, I, I mean, mean, yeah, honestly, he, why can't he? He has a right. Yeah. Yeah. Why I can't mean, he, he like, fucking... He held up the division for a little while, fucking... Going and ratting on fucking Jorge, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, I mean, even now he has the fucking right to even say, "Hey, I can finally fight for the belt again." Jesus, if he fucking takes the belt from Leon, I'm gonna be depressed, dude. I I hate I mean, that it's, shit. It's good times for everyone, even the fucking the trolls like Colby. Yeah, fuck that dude. Um, yeah, I I'm I didn't know you guys all didn't like him as I've I really don't like. Colby Covington, dude. I think he's fucking overrated, to be honest. Yeah. I know he's a great, he's a great fighter, but I think he's a little um, they're the fucking Colby fans are ridiculous. To be honest with you. And you know what, too, dude? Fuck him because whatever. If you're gonna get kicked out of the UFC or whatever, whatever his stupid claim is, start acting the way he is. You don't fucking stab your friends in the back. And he yeah. fucking gutted his friends alive, dude. Fuck him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, that being said, we should preface this. You can kick the shit out of us. But we all know that. We all accept that. Blah, 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 blah. Um, okay, let's let's talk about Kamara's performance a little bit here. Um, what do you think's next for him? I think he has to go up, right? Like, I mean, he's done here. He's done what he's got to do. There's no, why would he, no one really wants to see him fight anyone um, I, in this division. I, I truthfully think he's, I think he's done, period. I think he just didn't announce it then. Yeah. I think it'll be like a four, five, six month. Like you don't really hear from him, and I think he'll just announce retirement. That's not a bad option, to be honest with you. It really isn't. Leave it, leave it like this. He had a great career. I mean, I would leave it like that. Leave while you still got, you know, like your body is not fully falling apart on itself. And, yeah, he's uh, the second best welterweight all the time. Yeah, that's a great legacy. He had a great career. He's a Hall of Famer. No, no thought about it. And um, I mean, go spend time with his family and his daughter. Like he deserves that, dude. Right yeah, off in the sunset. I, yeah, I like Kamara too. Yeah, I, mean, I do too. I I don't hate him anymore. Yeah, Jefferson, what do you think about Kamara? Yeah, I mean, it's sad to see him go, but I'm not sure where we really see him next. I mean, he he's big, so he might he might do decent in middleweight, but as long as Adesanya's up there, he's not going to want to fight against him. And I mean. We talked about it. Fuck it. There was a Jan and him face off, but that literally sounds like such a fucking joke right now. <laughs> him at two hundred five, dude. Dude, that's what I mean. And like, who yeah. out of the? I mean, shout out to fucking Bobby Green fan page because they posted this shit. But yeah, Dana White and the boys would have literally got arrested for setting up murder if they would have fucking. <laughs> did that dude looking back dude, at that shit and that's what i was just like, about to comment about about him going up it's like who out of the middleweight and light heavyweight is a prize fight for him there's like hamzat. nobody hamzat at 185 yeah and he what he gets dirty and hamzat, <laughs> hamzat what fucking kills kills a legend <laughs> like he was supposed to 
Yay. <laughs> yeah, hey man, I don't I'm think that's nec- I don't think that's a prize fight for Kamaru though. I mean, that's a money fight. It's a money fight. It's a money fight. You don't think? I mean, it's a money fight. That's like no, because no, because it doesn't sell to the average fan. No fucking, no average viewer, no not UFC fans fucking tuning in to watch Kamaro versus Hamzat. Like Kamaru, the only, but, who, uh, but he's no one's gonna Kamaru tune in for Usman versus <laughs> Hamzat Tamaya. No one's turning. No one's tuning in for Hamzat. I mean. Going to no. be dubs to watch it. <laughs> no one's, no one's, shot. Tu- no one's Every, tuning in for Usman versus anyone in the middleweight division. Though. Every Dick Bob and Nelly's going to be dubs. When he has a belt, yeah. <laughs> Usman and fucking. He doesn't have the belt. He's done. They're, this trilogy's over. He's not going to be fighting for the belt exactly. anymore. Exactly. So where does he fucking go? That's what I'm saying. But, what you... but on a real note, yeah. the only person I can see is if he announces that the, his next fight's going to be his retirement and he fights in somehow, some magical way, he gets Jorge to fight him again. That's all I can see. That would sell any tickets. Jorge loses. And that wouldn't even make sense because why? No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would be some Fuck miracle you. to get Jorge to agree to that fight. But We're I, all like, saying he should retire. I mean, I don't know. This was just a hypothetical. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm saying other than that, though, it had to be Jorge or he'd have to maybe fight Colby again to, to make any money, I would think. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's just a weird way to see him go because, I mean, what, like, a little over a year ago, he's talking about leaving and boxing. Yeah, um, Blahovich and fucking Canelo, dude. Yeah, now he's like, <laughs> now he's, I don't know, crazy. The fact that you just listed them doing the same sentence is so crazy. <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy. But yeah, it was um a good good end to the trilogy. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fucking happy it ended that way, and I'll never forget the second fight. That'll that'll be uh sure. So yeah, good win. I'm excited to see the reign of Leon now. Yeah, I'm uh, super excited for next week. We'll be back with a preview episode. Please, again, join the verdict. It'll be in the bio somewhere. We'll have to say our goodbyes to Mr. Kamara Usman. And I would say it was, eh, what do you guys think? A B card overall? B plus, I don't think, give me it. Uh, yeah, I a B plus. B, B plus, fair enough. Yeah. We'll be back later in the week with a preview of Cheeto Vera taking on Corey Sanhagen. And thank you for listening. Thank you.